Hvað er Winter is a slow dark. Winter is a slow time of year for traveling for a traveling group. But the Bensi put it put it to good use and finally got around to teaching me sympathy in earnest. However, as is often the case, especially for children, the anticipation proved much much more exciting than the reality. It would be wrong to say that I was disappointed with sympathy, <laughs> but honestly, I was disappointed. <laughs> it was not what I expected magic to be. It was useful, there was no denying that. Ben used sympathy to make light for, for our shows. Sympathy to start, could start a fire without flint or lift a heavy weight without cumbersome ropes and pulleys. But the first time I'd seen him, Ben had somehow called the wind. That was no mere sympathy. That was storybook magic. That was the secret I wanted more than anything. Ooh. <laughs> Spring thaw was well behind us, and the troop was riding through the forests and fields of the Western Commonwealth. I was riding along a normal, as normal in the front of Ben's wagon. Summer was just deciding to make itself known again, and everything was green and growing. Things had been quiet for about an hour. Ben was drowsing with the reins held loosely in one hand. When the wagon, 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 wagon hit a stone and jarred us both out of our respective reveries, Ben pulled himself more upright in his seat and addressed me in a tone I had grown to think of as "Have I got a puzzle for you? How would you, how would you bring a kettle of water to boil?" Looking around. I saw a large boulder by the side of the road. I pointed. I pointed. <laughs> that stone should be warm from sitting in the sun. I'd bind it to the water in the kettle and use the heat in the stone to bring the water to a boil. Stone to water isn't very very efficient. Ben chided me. Only about one part in fifteen would end up warming the water. It. Yeah. <laughs> it would work. I'll grant you that, but it's sloppy. You can do better, Elir. He then proceeded to shout at Alpha and Beta, a sign that he was in a genuinely good mood. <laughs> Alpha and Beta? Yeah, <laughs> 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 joke. 
They took it as calmly as ever, in spite of the fact that he accused them of things I'm sure no donkey has ever willingly done. <laughs> Especially not Beira, <laughs> who possessed impeccable moral character. <laughs> Stopping mid-tirade, he asked, how would you bring down the, that bird? He gestured to a hawk riding the air above a wheat field to the side of the road. I probably wouldn't. It's not. It's done nothing to me. Hypothetically, I'm saying that hypothetically I wouldn't do it. Ben chuckled. Point made earlier. Precisely how wouldn't you do it? Details, please. I'd get Terran to shoot it down. He nodded thoughtfully. Good, good. However, it is a matter between you and the bird. That hawk, he gestured indignantly, has said something uncouth about your mother. Aha, uh -huh. then my honor demands I defend her good name myself. Indeed it does. Do I have a feather? No. Tailu hold and I bit of the rest of what I was going to say as his at his disapproving look. You never make it easy, do you? It's an annoying habit I picked up from a student who was too clever for his own good. He smiled. <laughs> what could you do even if you had a feather? I'd, bi <laughs> I'd bind it to the bird and lather it with lye soap. He furrowed his brow. Such as, such as it was. What kind of binding? Chemical, probably. Second catalytic. A thoughtful pause. Second catalytic. <laughs> he scratched at his chin to dissolve the oil that makes the feather smooth. I nodded. He looked up at the bird. I've never thought of that, he said with a kind of quiet admiration. I took it as a compliment. Would you like to switch? Yes, or to sure. continue? Are you sleepy? Yes. Why? Yes, I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I I and I have kissed his nose. Please, I can Yo. Yo. <laughs> oh, nee. Yo. Nee. Yo. 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 <laughs> Nevertheless, he looks back at me. You have no father. You have no father. 
How do you bring it down? I thought for several minutes. How couldn't, but th- couldn't think of anything. I decided to try and turn this into a different sort of lesson. I would, I said casually, simply call the wind and make it strike down the bird from the sky. Ben gave me a calculating look that told me he knew exactly what I was up to. And how would you do that, Elir? Elir. Elir. <laughs> you said that for iPhone. Elir. Elir. <laughs> I sent. He, I sensed he might be ready to finally tell me the secret he had been keeping all through through the winter months. At the same time, I was struck with an idea. I drew in a deep, deep, deep breath <laughs> and spoke the words to bind the air in my lungs to the air outside. I fixed the alarm firmly in my mind, put my thumb and forefinger in front of my pursed lips and blew between them. There was a light puff of wind at my back that tussled my hair and caused the tarpaulin covering the wagon to pull out for a moment. It might have been nothing more than a coincidence, but nevertheless, I felt an actual... I felt an exultant smile. Exultant. <laughs> exultant smile overflow my face. For a second, I did nothing but grin like a maniac at Ben, his face dull with disbelief. Then I felt something squeeze my chest, as if I was a deep, as if, as if I was deep underwater. I tried to, do, <laughs> I tried to draw a breath but couldn't. Mildly confused, I kept trying. It felt as if I had just fallen flat on my back and had the air driven from me. All in a rush, I realized what I had done. My body exploded into a cold sweat and I grabbed frantically at Ben's shirt, pointing at my chest, my neck, my open mouth. mouth. Sorry, I was reading it, but I I was But ha, all in a rush, I realized what I had done. What did I do? I left What? I spoke the words to bind the air in my lungs to the air outside. I fixed the alarm firmly in my mind, put my thumb and forefinger in front of my pursed lips and blew between them. And not a sympathy. Yeah. Mental of this. Mental of this. Mental of this. Skiringin hjá honum var sympathy er skilur að allir hlutir eru tengdir mm-hmm. þannig að hann útskilur með að taka svona, svona, svona járnpeninga mm-hmm. mig, sem eru þust, sem voru upprunlega hann gerði þannig að byggu til svona stöng úr jarni og skáli og svona bita oh. þannig að partur á Mm. Of course. Og 
sympathy gengur sérstöðu það ef þú trúir sín og vel mm-hmm. og þú veist já, ef þú bara veist að það mun gerast mm-hmm. þá mun það gerast Þessum manifestation eiginlega, já, galdrar í þessum eru svona basically manifest að manifesta hluti Aha. Mjög cool. það er mjög cool þannig hann manifestaði að loftið ílungarmanns mynd að ef hann glæst því þá mm-hmm. mynd allt hitt loftið færast líka Ah. Hvað er En svo það blið hann og hann batt loftið í lungur sinni og loftið sem rótið sem er miklu stærra sem er mm, and we are panic because we cannot breathe anymore Ben's oh. face turned from shock to ashen as she looked at me I realized st- how still everything was not a blade of grass was stirring even the sound of the wagon seemed muted as if far off into the dis- in the distance terror screamed through my mind drowning out any thought that began to tr- uh, claw at my throat ripping my shirt open my heart thundered through the ringing ringing in my ears pain stabbed through my straining chest as i grasped for air gasps for air moving more quickly than i had ever seen before ben grabbed me by the taters of my shirt and sprang from the seat of the wagon landing in the grass by the side of the road he dashed me to the ground with such a force that if i if i had air in my lungs it would have been driven out of me tears dried my face as i trashed blindly i knew that i was going to die my eyes felt hot and red i raked madly at the earth with the hands that were numb and cold as ice i was aware of someone shouting but it seemed very far away Ben kneeled above me, but the sky was getting dim behind him. He seemed almost distracted, as if he were listening to something I couldn't hear. Then he looked at me. All I remember were his eyes. They seemed far away, and filled with a terrible power, dispassionate and cold. He looked at me. His mouth moved. He called the wind. A leaf in lightning I shook, and the thunderclap was back. The next thing I remember was Ben helping me to my feet. I was dimly aware of the other wagon stopping and curious faces peering at us. My mother came away from her wagon and Ben met her halfway, chuckling and saying something reassuring. I couldn't make out the words as I was focused on breathing deep in and out. The other wagons turned the lawn and I followed. Ben mutely, mutely back to his wagon. He made a show of puttering around, checking the cords that held the tarpaulin, tarpaulin tight. I clo- collected, <laughs> collected my wits. You want to I collected? No. I was helping as best I could when the final wagon and the troop passed on, passed us. When I looked up, Ben's eyes were furious. What were you thinking? He hissed. Well, what? What were you thinking? I'd never seen him like this before. His whole body drawn up in the tight knot of anger. He was shaking with it. Shaking and grooving. He drew back his arm to strike me, then stopped. After a moment, his hand fell to his side. Moving methodically, methodically. He checked the last couple of ropes and climbed back into the wagon. Not knowing what else to do, I followed him. 
bent twitched the reins and Alf had better tuck the wagon into motion. We were last in line now. Ben stared straight ahead. I fingered the torn front of my shirt. I was tensely silent. <laughs> and I'm sweet. Had after me and I Can you blame? Saved. In hindsight, I what I had done was glaringly stupid. When I uh, bound my his same person, there's like group room after dying, or person hooks him muscle gag out. That is such a sending. But when I bound my breath through the air outside, it made it impossible for me to breathe. My lungs weren't strong enough to move that much air. I would have needed a chest like an iron bellows. I <laughs> bellows. Yeah. Nice. I would have had so much. Uh, I would have had as much luck trying to drink a river or lift a mountain. We rode for about two hours in an uncomfortable silence. The sun was brushing the tops of the trees when Ben finally drew in a deep breath and let it out in an explosive sigh. <laughs> he handed me the reins. Explosive. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Thank you. When I looked back at him, I realized for the first time how old he was. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Doing him dirty. <laughs> when I looked back at him, I realized for the first time how old he was. <laughs> you know, I had always known he was nearing his third uh, score of years, but I had never seen him look it before. No. Bruh. Mm. I am yes, please. Mm. Please. Hell, does he look quite right? I lied to your mother back there, quoth. She saw the end of what happened and was worried about you. His eyes didn't move from the wagon ahead of ours as he spoke. I told her we were working on something for a performance. She's a good woman. She deserves better than lies. We rode in on an endless agony of silence. But it was still a few hours before sunset when I heard voices calling Greystone down the line. Uh, the bump of our wagon turning onto the grass jostled Ben from his <laughs> from his brooding. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he looked around and saw the saw the sun was still in the sky. Why are we stopping so early? Tree across the road? Greystone, I gestured up ahead to the slab of stone that loomed over the tops of the wagons ahead of us. 
but every once in a while we run across one by the road. I gestured again to the greystone peering over the tops of the smaller trees by the roadside. The most the greystones... Hmm? Like most greystones, it was a crudely hewn rectangle about a dozen feet tall. The wagons gathering around it seemed rather insubstantial compared to the stone's solid presence. I'd heard them... I've heard them called standing stones, but I've seen a lot of them that weren't standing, just lying on their sides. We always stop for the day when we find one, unless we're in a terrible hurry. I stopped, realizing that I was babbling. I've known them by a different name, Waystones, Ben said quietly. He looked old and tired. After a moment, he he asked... (laughs) Why do you stop when you find one? We just always do. It's a break from the road. I thought for a moment. I think they're supposed to be good luck. (laughs) I wished for more to say to keep the conversation going. His his interest peaked. But I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. (laughs) I suppose they could be that. Ben guided Alpha and Beta to a spot on the far side of the stone away from most of the other wagons come back for dinner or soon afterwards we need to talk he turned without looking at me and began to unhitch Alpha from the wagon I had never seen Ben in a mood like this before worried that I'd ruin things between us I turned and ran to my parents wagon I found my mother sitting in front of a fresh fire slowly adding twigs to build it up My father sat behind her, rubbing her neck and shoulders. They both looked up at the sound of my feet running towards them. Can I eat with men tonight? My mother looked up at my father, then back to me. You shouldn't make yourself a nuisance, dear. He invited. If I go now, I can help him set up for the night. She wiggled her shoulders and my father started rubbing them again. She smiled at me. Fair enough, but don't keep him up until the wee hours. She smiled at me. (laughs) Give me a kiss. She held out her arms and I gave her a hug and a kiss. (laughs) My father gave me a kiss too. Let me have your shirt. It'll give me something to do while your mother fixes dinner. He skinned skinned me out of it and fingered the torn edges. This shirt is holy, holy, more than it has any right to be. I started to stammer out an explanation, but he waved it aside. I know, I know. It was all for the greater good. Try to be more careful or I'll make you so it yourself. There's a fresh one in your trunk. Bring me a needle and thread while you're in there, if you'd be so kind. Okay. Oh, it's the best snooty. I made a dash into the back of the wagon and drew on the fresh shirt. While I rummaged around for a needle, I heard my mother singing. In evening, when the sun is setting fast, I'll watch for you from high above. The time for your return is long since past, but mine is ever faithful love. My father answered, In evening, when the light is dying, my feet 
at last are homeward turning. The wind through the willows sighing, please keep the hearth fire burning. When I came out of the wagon, he had her in a dramatic dip and was giving her a kiss. I set the needle and thread next to my shirt and waited. It seemed like a good kiss. I watched with cal- with a calculating eye, mm-hmm. dimly aware that at some point in the future I might want to kiss a lady. Aww. If I did, I wanted to do a decent job of it. After a moment, my father noticed me and stood my mother back on her two feet. That'll be a half penny for the show, Master Boyer. Mm-hmm. He laughed. What are you still here for, boy? I'll bet you have the same half penny. Half penny. <laughs> I'll bet you the same halfpenny that a question slowed you down. Why do we stop our greystones? Tradition, my boy, he said grandly, throwing his arms wide. And superstition. They are one and the same, anyway. We stop for good luck and because everyone enjoys an unexpected holiday. He paused. I used to know a bit about, a bit of a poem about them. How did it go? Like a draw stone, even in our sleep, standing stone by old road in the way, to lead you ever deep into the fa- deeper into the fay. Lay stone as you lay in hill or dell. Grey stone leads to something, something else. My father stood for a second or two, looking off into space and tugging at his lower lip. Finally, he shook his head. Can't remember the end of the last line. Lord, but I dislike poetry. How can anyone remember the word? How can anyone remember words that aren't put to music? His forehead creased with concentration as he mouthed the words silently to himself. What's a draw stone? I asked. It's an old name for loading stones, my mother explained. They're pieces of star iron that draw all, all other iron towards themselves. I saw one years ago in a curiosity cabinet. She looked up at my father, who was still muttering to himself. We saw the loading stone in Pe- Pelarison, didn't we? Hmm? What? The question jogged him out of his reverie. Yes, Pelarison. He tugged at his lips again and frowned. Remember this, son. If you forget everything else, a poet is a musician who can't sing. words have to find a man's mind before they can touch his heart and some men's minds are woefully small targets music touches their hearts directly no matter how small or stubborn the mind of the man who listens my mother made a slightly unladylike snort elitist (laughs) you're just getting old she gave a dramatic sigh truly all the more strategic tragedy the second thing to go is a man's memory <laughs> the second thing mm-hmm. okay 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 Hvað er líf sem er mjög algengt hjá stillurðum kallmönnum? Líf? Líf. Ó, oh, bara svona... Það er svona blápila, 
Jag har till och mina Viagra. Mm-hmm. Ja. <laughs> <laughs> jag heter så att jag tror att jag kan vara det. Måste få någon kvicka efter barnen. Ja, jag gick inte kanske. Ja, oh, okej. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my father puffed up into an indignant pose, but my mother ignored him and said to me, Besides, the only tradition that keeps troops by the gravestone is laziness. The poem should run like this. Whatever the season that I'm on the road, I look for a reason. Load in or laystone to lay down my load. My father had a dark glimmer in his eye and as he moved behind her. Old, he spoke in a low voice as he began to rub her shoulders again. Woman, I have a mind to prove you wrong. She smiled a wry smile. Sir, I have a mind to let you. <laughs> I decided to leave them to their discussion and started to scamper back to the Ben's wagon when I heard my father call out behind me, scales after lunch tomorrow and the second act of Timberton. Okay, I burst into a jog. When I got back to Ben's wagon, he had already unhitched Alpha and Beta and was run- rubbing them down. I started to set up the fire, surrounding dry leaves with a pyramid of progressively larger twigs and branches. When I was finished, I turned up to where Ben sat. More silence. I could almost see him packing out his words, picking out his words as he spoke. How much do you know about your father's new song? The one about Land Ray? I asked. Not much. You know what he's like. No one hears it until it's finished. Not even me. I'm not talking about the song itself, Ben said. The story behind it. Lanray's story. I thought about it, about the dozen stories I'd heard my father collect over the last year, trying to pick out the common threads. Lanray was a prince, I said. Or a king. Someone important. He wanted to be more powerful than anyone else in the world, so he sold his soul for power. But then something went wrong, and afterwards I think he went crazy, or he could never sleep again, or... I stopped when I saw Ben shaking his head. It, he didn't sell his soul, Ben said. That's just nonsense. He gave a great sigh that seemed to leave him deflated. I'm doing this all wrong. Never mind your father's song. We'll talk about it after he finishes it. Knowing Lanray's story, he might give you some perspective. Ben took a long, deep breath and tried again. Suppose you have a thoughtless six-year-old. What what harm can he do? I paused, unsure of what sort of answer he wanted. Straightforward would probably be best. Not much. Suppose he's 20 and still thoughtless. How dangerous is he? I decided to stick with the obvious answers. Still still not much, but more than before. What if you give him a sword? Realization started to dawn on me, and I closed my eyes. More? Much more. I understand, Ben. Really, I do. Power is okay, and stupidity is usually harmless. Power and stupidity together are dangerous. Det är alldeles bra. Nej, nej, nej. Jag är inte med. Jag är bara lärare. Okej. Jag har aldrig sagt stupid. Jag är stoppad. 
I never said stupid when corrected me. You're clever. We both know that. But you can be thoughtless. A clever, thoughtless person is one of the most terrifying things there are. Worse, I've been teaching you some dangerous things. Ben looked at the fire I'd laid out and picked out picked up a leaf, mumbled a few words and watched the small flame flicker into life and in the center of the twigs and tinder. He turned to look at me. You could kill yourself doing something as simple as that. He gave a sickly grin. We're looking for the name of the wind. He started to say something else, then stopped and rubbed his face with his hands. He gave a great sigh that seemed to deflate him. When he took his hands away, his face was tired. How old are you again? Twelve next month. He shook his head. It's so easy to forget that. You don't act your age. He poked at the fire with a stick. I was 18 when I began at the university. He said, I was 20 before I knew as much as you do now. He stared into the fire. I'm sorry, quoth. I need to be alone tonight. I need to do some thinking. I nodded silently. I went to his wagon, gathered tripod and kettle, tripod and kettle, 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 water and tea. I brought them back and quietly laid them beside Ben. He was still staring into the fire. I turned. He was still staring into the fire when I turned away. Knowing my parents wouldn't expect me back for a while, I headed into the forest. I had some thinking of my own to do. I owed Ben that much. I wished I could do more. It took a full span of day, days before Ben was his normal jovial self again. But even then, things weren't the same between us. We were still fast friends, but there was something between us, and I could tell he was consciously holding himself apart. Lessons ground to a near standstill. He halted my fledgling study of alchemy, limiting me to chemistry instead. He refused to teach me any sigildry at all. And on top of everything else, he, be- he began to ration what little sympathy I thought safe for me. I chafed at the delays, but held my pace- peace, trusting that if I showed myself to be responsible and meticulously careful, he would re- eventually relax and things would return to normal. We were family, and I knew that any trouble between us would eventually be smoothed over. All I needed was time. Little did I know that our time was quickly drawing to an end. Mm. The end of the chapter. Pom pom pom. Hvert er þetta í bókamarki? Það er ekki á fremstu blasi í því. Oh no. Það er hérna. Það er Outro uh, Embla er að sopna mm-hmm. Þannig að Takk fyrir að lýsa fyrir mig, Axel Yes uh, Okay, bye Stop